This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. It's Friday, and I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for episode... Uh, what's today today? Uh, it what am is I supposed to say? Why did August you mess up my the 7th. Start over. <laughs> this is ridiculous. August 7th episode, I don't know, 1 million, 2493, brought to you by... When they type it, I will read it. By Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. Congratulations, you made it to Freestyle Friday. That means Jamie and Glenn are here to lead you into the weekend with some fun horse talk and some really bad ads on Horses in the Morning. Congratulations are in order from what I saw in a post yesterday. You got one of those auction horses. I did. Did you get one, two, or three? I bid on... Three. I almost bid on three more. It depended on what hour and how much <laughs> wine I'd had. Um, but I, I did have my heart kind of set on one of them. And I bought myself a almost two-year-old Andalusian cult. Does he live in Andalusia? Do you have to ship him? or uh... He lives in Andalusia, Spain. No, he <laughs> um, he lives in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Uh, That's better than Spain, actually. actually. Oh, so so okay. thanks to Kentucky Performance Products for being in Versailles, I'm like, can I get some Can I get some supplements from you guys and just put it on the truck with the horse? <laughs> so I talked to Karen about going to see him, and she's, you know, they're, they're all having some trouble with the COVID up there. So she didn't, wasn't able to go see him. And I was like, forget it. I'm just going to buy him anyway. Um, <laughs> and so I had a number in my mind and he went like $1,200 under that number. I mean, I, I feel like oh, I, I thought you were going to say over the number. No, it's weird. It like canceled Zeus's purchase purchase out completely because he was way over the number anyway. Um, yeah. Hey, so Jamie, I don't I'm, think it works that way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like he was free, Glenn. It's like he was free. I really don't think it works that way. I'm so uh, glad you weren't an accountant for a living. <laughs> uh, I think the potential clients would be so glad. <laughs> but yeah, so he is, I'm pr- trying to find his thing right now. What's his he, name? Wait, does he have a name? Yes, his name is Amistad. A-M-I-S-T-A-D-T. I don't, I mean, I know what Amistad is, but to have a T on the end, I don't know what that is. 2018, he'll be born, he'll be two in October. Um, he is a PRE and illusion. And he was, you know, so when the auction is over, I'm like, oh my God, I mean, you know, we're all sitting, Abby and Chad and I are sitting around looking at my phone, <laughs> staring at it, waiting to see if I get outbid. Because if you get outbid, it extends the auction three minutes. Oh, so you don't right. have, it's so not like you were like playing eBay. last minute bidder? Oh God, yes! I mean, because I was outbid. I mean, I was. I this is an emotional roller coaster. It's too much for me to take, Glenn. I cannot handle stuff like this. I'm pretty. I I, I had to get Chad there. I was like, "You have to keep me under control. I get competitive and I lose my mind." Um, so I'm staring at my phone and uh, I bid kind of in the last maybe five minutes, and it didn't. It, it went through, and I was like, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" So here's the deal. I'll, I'll be super excited. Like when he's here, because I I don't know, sometimes 
some things that just seem too good to be true are, I just can't believe it. I'm, maybe I'm just a negative, now, you know. Can you negative. have him vetted or is that you own the horse now that regardless? He had been vetted. So okay. so some of the people opt to do a pre, like a pre pre-purchase exam. So I could see his exam. That veterinarian who did it is the one Karen from Kentucky Performance Products actually recommended to me. Yeah, okay. So I know he was a legit, you know, did a legit job. Um, you know, they did all the flexions and everything like that. And so they had actually purchased that ahead of time and posted the, all of it online. Well, Along cool. with, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I at least said like, he's like, um, not a robot. He exists in the world, I guess. So that's good. But I messaged her and I'm like, hi, I'm Jamie. I'm the one who bought on the side of his couple questions. Is he a current negative Coggins? Also the shipping wants to, the shipper wants to know if he cross ties and the shipper thinks they can come on Monday. Bob Hubbard horse transport thinks they can get there on Monday to get him. So I was like, need to have all the paperwork. Um, and she said, has Neg Coggins and never cross tied. <laughs> okay. Um, great. So he's all ready to go then. Uh, then she emailed me. I said, I said, you know, I need to get the health certificate done. And she just sent me the number of the vet. And I was like, Okay. Like here I am like, Oh my God, tell me everything about this horse. I just thought he's so pretty. I love him so much. I've always wanted an Andalusian. Like, Oh my God. I went to Spain. Around. I think like, that's what I wanted. That's the feedback I wanted. Was, oh my God. Congratulations. He's so pretty. He's great. So after repeated, she overly was pissed you got friend- him so cheap. <laughs> after <laughs> repeated, overly friendly attempts, I find out that she's closing her barn down oh. and selling everything. Oh, and so I you're was just like, one of many. <laughs> I'm just an asshole who's like, oh my God, I love your money. He's so pretty. And I got him for like nothing. He's worth way more. And you're losing a ton of money on him. And I'm so excited. So I can see where yeah, she would be a little sad, overly yeah. sensitive. Um, but she said, I did get out of her that um, he's a, oh, by the way, I sent like 12 more messages. I'm like, I have a dream to know an animal your whole life. I'm a pressure day. It's going to live on 20 year farm. It's going to be like, totally happy. You know, so I did all that. Um, and she said uh, that she's like this was, damn teenager buying this horse is a pain in right? the ass. <laughs> what pain in the butt, teenage girl? What who who stole her daddy's credit card? <laughs> um, but but she said that he was born in Claiborne, Texas, to a Mary Cleary um, who has his sire. So I'm doing some research on that. I'm going to try to find that. I'm sure I've said names that probably listeners know. So send me all the information that you have, because I'd love to know something besides the horse doesn't cross tie. Like, wonder what it, all does got. it do anything? It's no, two, it's, so it really it's doesn't not do anything. Even two yeah. yet. I mean, I watched them free lunge it and chase it around. How big with is a, it now? A, he's 15 hands now. So That's my so Andalusian fair. friend is like, he might make 16 hands. Yeah, I was going to say round out about 16, probably. Huh. Is it gray? I forget. It's well, yeah, it's currently black, but it says it will gray. He will. I'm going to have a gray Andalusian, a white Andalusian, <laughs> like every girl's dream. Oh my God. You realize after all of this, it's like scooter. You can never sell this horse, right? Because the listeners now are, are in this with you. Well, I think they've been. You better be showing it to Grand Prix level. I think they've been in a lot with me. Okay. So. <laughs> I, I like if I kept every horse I'd talked about on the show, I would be what you guys would consider a, a psychotic order. order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so congratulations. The, the, my whole business model, Glenn, is to take a horse, educate it, 
and give it a better life through education. Well, if you now, can sell it for fifty to hundred grand in a year, that that everybody will forgive you. Yeah, exactly. It's not. And again, I don't. I can't go into it like, oh my god, I'm gonna keep him forever because I, I have to be no, realistic. We, yeah, we um, were. That's what Jennifer did too. We we couldn't get attached. Uh, I I get attached. I love yeah, them yeah, all. You it all makes get it. Me, you, you do get. It attached. makes me teach them better and work harder with them and do a better job. I think when I really like them, I do a better job. If I, I'm kind of like, then at that point, it's Chad that misses him. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Uh, On today's show, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. On today's show, we have New York Times writer Sarah Maslin Neer, who joins us to talk about her book, Horse Crazy The Story of a Woman and a World in Love with an Animal. Plus, Jamie wins an auction. We already talked about that. And uh, we're going to do some really bad ads as well. Plus, I think Jamie has some other things she needs to talk about, including in the post-show. In the Uh, post-show, something very, very traumatic happened to me yesterday. And I'm sure you've all been there, or if you haven't, you will. And um, I need to tell you how to handle it. I mean, I mean traumatic. Didn't involve a hospital visit, did it? It might have involved a hospital visit or three. (laughs) Jeez. All right. Here we go. Daily Wings. For new listeners, I don't hear these stories ahead of time either. So I'm always hearing them. I'm always hearing them on the show. I can't tell them anything. Happy birthday to Tanya Sierra. I'm going with that because it's a Danish name. She's actually from Denmark, and she's one of our auditors. So happy birthday to Tanya and also Shelly Billings. Happy birthday to both of you. So we have a second. Um, my Daily Winnie goes out to, I don't, I don't know why I'm giving Do you remember the horse Kona? He's the first horse I trained from Horse and Hound Rescue. And he was the one who was so beat up his, I mean, you could barely wave your arms around his head. He was so such a mess. And, um, we put, you know, like we used a chainsaw around him to where he's comfortable. We hit golf balls in front of him. We just really, really worked really hard to get him normal, you know, just to make him normal. And he was adopted. And then they said he started biting or something, uh, which is ridiculous. And they returned him. So then he came back to me for training because she's like, what is he talking about biting? Never, ever, ever thought about it. He didn't put a foot wrong. So then he got adopted out again. And uh, I got a call yesterday. Kona is rearing. He's rearing. And they want to return him. And they live an hour south of me and the rescue's an hour north of me. So they're like, can we just bring him? Can they bring him to you? And I'll take him back up for the road. Cause I'm going to get some new ones today. And uh, I said, sure. You know, and then I'm, I'm like, can I just take a look at him and see what's going on? So I went to ride him this morning and I put him in the cross ties and that's where he was rearing, by the way, was in the cross ties, which is weird. I mean, he's super quiet unless like somebody's like waving something in front of his face. You know, and she said, no, he was standing by himself and um, reared in the cross ties with his teenage rider and then with the trainer as well. And the trainer wasn't super happy that the teenage girl went up and got herself a four-year-old racehorse from Horse and Hound. But that's another story. That's not mine to tell. Um, so uh, I put the put Cone in the cross ties this morning. 
And I went to you know, brush him and everything. See, everything seems normal. He's fit and he's, you know, in good shape. And I went to put the saddle on. And the second I went to reach underneath him to draw the girth up, he blasted forward. Like, he, not like at a gal. He just walked off, like quickly walked off. I was like, no, no, no. Backed him up into the cross ties. Went to get the girth again. <coughs> Excuse me. And it was like just utter panic when I went to put the girth on him, like his eyes got big and he tried to leave the cross ties and go forward. And I was like, son of a, so here's the thing. It's that darn vagal nerve uh, response again. again. Geez, you, you seem to have a habit of those. <laughs> well, it's, it's just, it's, it's a mostly I've, I've seen it mostly in thoroughbreds, most chestnut thoroughbreds, but now I've seen it in two bay thoroughbreds and it's, it's not something that is written about. It's so frustrating. I want to like do a study. I want to just write, write an article about it for a horse nation. So I just want to like, let people know that this is a thing because what happened, I, so I sent her a message, the trainer message. I go by any chance, when he reared, was he wearing a saddle? Why? Yes, he was. Mm -hmm. So my thoroughbred growing up, if you tighten the girth too fast, chestnut thoroughbred, Marcia had him for 18 years. If you, for the entire time of his life, if you tighten the girth too fast, he would shoot straight up rear in the cross ties, rear, 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 land and be totally fine. Because I think what he was doing is like unkinking the nerve that's being pinched by this, by the girth. And so poor Kona has a, now been returned a second time because <laughs> of this, which is a fairly, uh, it's just a misunderstood thing that's happening. And I'm just, I want to just to tell everybody out here that if, if horses to have a behavior, there's a reason for that behavior. Like I went to put on Duke's fly mask today and all of a sudden he's like, I like being a jerk about it. Oh boy. Duke is 26 years old. What's going on, dude. And I like bring him, I get close to him and he's got all these like bug bites in his ear. So thank God for all of our new supplements that we just got from Echoderma. I coat the inside of his ears and all of it. And he's like, Oh, thank God. And then I put the fly mask on. He was fine. So just remember that the reason horses behave away, they're just trying to tell you something. This horse rearing and the cross ties is literally letting you know that I am super uncomfortable right now. Falcon, the last horse I had that had this would pass out. Like he would, he would lean back and lay down. Joey, the chestnut thoroughbred I had would fall to the ground. Like he'd been dead. Like he'd been shot and that was his vagal nerve response. And so they're all going to, and rearing apparently was Marche's and Kona's and they would just rear straight up in the air and come down and then like stand there. Marche would stand there fine. Kona would stand there apparently and tremble, you know, like, Oh my God. So when I put the girth on him this morning, I just unclipped the cross ties, put a lead rope on him, put the girth up. I walked him out, let him grab a bite of grass, walked him back in, tighten it again, walked him back out, tighten it again, and just tighten and walk, tighten and walk, tighten and walk. And then, it, it, yeah, it takes you four minutes extra to, to get tacked up, but it's really not that big a deal. And, the, you know, slow down with your horses anyway. Slow down and we enjoy that process. We the perfect horse, though, Jamie. I know, but they're actually horses, Glenn. <laughs> 
They just don't fit in this like tiny little beautiful box. <laughs> Why that not? Put them in. I'm pretty sure that what you're saying is going to be the exact case when I buy a horse on an auction sight unseen <laughs> and have him shipped across the country. He's going to unload like a perfect angel. And, and It's and, going to be a miracle. It's going to be a miracle. I mean, you're not even going to know he's a stallion. I'm sure he's going to come out there like, wow, I am so pleased. All right. Let's head to uh, let's head to New York. Why don't we head to New York? We're going to be now speaking with one of our friends of the show, Sarah Maslin-Near. She is a New York Times reporter and a Pulitzer Prize finalist. She's like too smart to be on our show, but she has been in the past too. Normally though, Jamie, we have her talk on talking about serious stuff. She's the one that wrote the article about George Morris when all that came down. She does some serious investigative reporting for the She's New York Times. She's an actual journalist. Yeah, an actual journalist. <laughs> right, exactly. But she also is a horse crazy girl who owns four horses, rides on her jumpers, and uh, she wrote a book. And that's what we're going to talk to her about today. Let me see if we can get Sarah on here. Chat about her book. It's called Horse Crazy, the Story of a Woman and a World in Love with an Animal. Hi, Sarah. Are you there? Hello. Yes, I didn't realize. Did you want it video or not? No, we don't need to see you today. So okay. you don't need to see us. Yeah, actually, that's true. Is what it is. <laughs> Both ways, either way. For so, some reason, you're on speaker. Let me just figure this out. Okay. Okay, that's better. Hello. All right. So, Sarah, thanks for joining us today. Are you at the farm now? Or are you in the city? Uh, I'm at the farm. Yeah. So, yep. and the farm's outside the city, I assume. Are you in Connecticut or New York? No, uh, White House, New Jersey. That's where I keep my horses. Do you have power there? I know, like a ton of our <laughs> listeners are still without power from the storm. I have no power, and I had to drive to town to charge my phone to do this interview. <laughs> so uh, I am uh, up a creek right now. But um, oh my you god! Know. They said Jamie is going to be a week for some places in Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey to get power back. Wow! Yeah, yeah. it's wild, but it, it's cool enough that you know the one thing I worry about is the fans aren't on for the horses. Um, but it's nice and cool here, so they're feeling good. Well, we're we're glad you're okay. And, and there's a horse girl for you. She has no power, and she's worried about the fans. Uh, that for the horses. For her horses. She's dying, but the, fa- <laughs> the horses. The horses. <laughs> well, that's why she wrote a book called uh, World in Love with an Animal. See, that's why she wrote the book. So <laughs> yep, tell us yep. about the book. I was just saying, I was introducing you, and I was saying, normally we have you on the show to talk about real serious, hard reporting and, you know, sometimes not real positive stuff. But today we get to have you on about fun stuff. Yes, thank you. But of course, I'm going to go to a dark side too. Don't you wait. Don't you worry. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> um, because I'm an investigative reporter, so I know uh, really no other way. And in my book, which came out this week, Horse Crazy, the story of a woman and a world in love with an animal, I actually turned the investigative lens on myself to really unpack why do horses compel me and why have they done so since I first sat on one at age two and why so many other people are enchanted by them. So uh, it, it, it was some hard-hitting investigative reporting, but the subject was meat and ponies. Did did it work? I mean, did you solve all your world's problems? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did get to the meat a little bit of why I've been so passionate about these animals. Um, my father was a Holocaust survivor and an immigrant, and I always felt that this world of equestrian sport was for somebody else, somebody uh, less ethnic, somebody who didn't bring kosher lunch meat to school trips. 
you know, uh, it's this waspy world that's uh, wrapped up in cashmere and jodhpurs, you know, created by Ralph Lauren. And my dad reminded me when I was a kid, not Ralph Lauren, Sarah, Ralphie Lifshitz. Uh, Ralph Lauren's real name is Ralphie Lifshitz, and he's a Jewish boy from Queens. And here I am, a Jewish girl from New York, uh, feeling an outsider in this world. And really, the project of my life was to understand that horses never felt that way about me, and this world was what I made it. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. And, well, you know, I know Monty Roberts is in this book, and Jamie's a, a certified Monty Roberts instructor. How does Monty come into play? Yeah, Jamie, one of four in the country. Is that right? I think so. Something like that. Wow, that's really impressive. Um, so I interviewed Monty Roberts to help me understand the language that horses communicate with each other. He would say it's not a language uh, that we think in words and alphabets, and that's human. That's not horse. Uh, but, Jamie, I don't need to tell you this. Uh, Equus, that dialogue between animals and that can uh, occur between people, as he's named it, um, he says is about finding a safe place to be. That's its only question. And so when I interviewed Monty Roberts about the dialogue between horses, I realized that part of my life, I had become those prey animals. And in the book, I speak about having been stabbed by a man who climbed through my window in my West Village apartment, and how a year after that, I was listening for every sound, even unconsciously. Air conditioners on an apartment building wall sounded like buzz saws to me. And that really, I realized, is the hypervigilance that a prey creature, that a horse, uh, relates to the world with. And horses, those silent beings, helped me find my center again in this world that became suddenly too loud. Oh, my God. I read that article. Mm. And um, I, I didn't realize it was you. I didn't put that together. Oh. <laughs> um, yes, it was it, also it, excerpted in The Times. It was an incredible story. And I think what really got me, yeah, you're talking about, you know, how horses communicate and how, you know, a horse is just, I think what Monty says, which really struck a chord with me the most is the best thing you can be to your horse is utterly predictable. Mm. Don't make them guess, just be predictable every single day. And when I read your story talking about, yeah, how the horses you need life to be predictable, to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then when your, you know, your situation where your apartment was broken into and you were attacked, um, it's, it's just such an incredibly powerful thing to realize afterwards that life wasn't predictable for you mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. You were constantly, Oh my God. I was like in tears reading this. Oh, article. thank you. Yeah, um, so that, that article is a, a chapter in the book uh, called Benediction, and Benediction is the name of a fawn that Monty Roberts adopted. Mm -hmm. And yeah. in Benediction, he saw that prey creature behavior that horses have, and that we've bred out of them to a large degree, but it's still there when they spook at a garden hose thinking it's a cobra. Uh, but he saw that raw prey creature in Benediction, and it helped him understand horses even more. Even in his 80th year, his 80th, 8th decade, on the planet, he could still learn more, which uh, he's a real inspiring guy. Well, talk, a, you know, for those who haven't read the article, talk a little bit about what happened with you. We'll get to the book, but like, it was just so powerful. Yeah, well, that is in the book. That's a uh, part okay. of the book. So the article is just a piece of the book that was printed in the Times. Um, so yeah, we're, we are speaking about the book. Um, on Thanksgiving Day, a man climbed in my window to rob me in the West Village um, and stabbed me as he did so. And uh, 
it's just so interesting that it was Thanksgiving because what can you be more thankful for than surviving something like that? So every Thanksgiving is the anniversary of uh, you know being truly thankful for me. Um, but that destabilized me uh, as a, a person, and uh, I really became a prey creature in the horse-human dynamic, we're the predator. We're on their shoulders the way a saber tooth would be in another era. And uh, to, to realize what it felt like to be a prey creature, as I describe it in the book, in a world that was suddenly out to get me, um, really gave me insight into how these animals work. And yet they persevere and they uh, stride through this world with lots of bravery. And ultimately I realized, unlike a foal or a fawn, I have a choice about whether or not I'm a prey creature. And that enabled me to overcome this uh, devastating incident. When I read this article, I wondered how you, you know, how did you go back to sleep at night? I mean, uh, all I wanted to know was how are you after that? (laughs) Well, I didn't. And in the book, I expand much more on the story. Uh, I, uh, as I describe it, you know, like a foal trying to stand up, they stumble. That's part of it. And I stumbled and I, at 26, moved back in with my parents and uh, slept in bed with my mom for six months. Um, But that's what I needed. You know, that's how I uh, how I needed to survive. And, um, you know, writing this book really, uh, and putting it down on paper, it's not a story I care to repeat very much, but suddenly I did. Um, that was also an aspect of survival and interesting. The reporter, we have the word I beaten out of us, right? We never say the Mm -hmm. word I in the newspaper. And here for the first time, I was telling the story of myself and, um, my editor, when I pitched this book, horse crazy. I said, this is the story of, that horses have told me. It's not about me. It's about them. And he actually pushed back and said, actually, I think horses are your story. And that pushed me to make this a very personal narrative as well. Where did, wow. the, where did the drive... I mean, you're an investigative reporter. You'll spend... I mean, the whole story you did, and, and I, I watched a couple of interviews about mm-hmm. about the nail salons, you know, and, yeah. and all of that. You spent a year on that or longer. Mm-hmm. Where did the... Yeah. How does that tie into your life, that drive well, Glenn, to... Explain, explain the nail salon thing. About- sure. So um, I uh, spent a year of my life investigating um, the New York City's nail salon industry and uh, discovered that it was predicated on the exploitation of the laborers. And that's why uh, manicure is so cheap in New York. Uh, it, the money was uh, coming out of the pockets of the laborers. And um, that was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize, which I was immensely proud of in 2016. But really, reporting is reporting is reporting. And investigative reporting is just more reporting and longer. Yeah, and but so you go turned- to some pretty dark places. Do the horses help you when you go to those dark places to dig back out? Well, an interesting question, Glenn, because I actually went to that dark place with the horses in my exposés of Jimmy Williams and George Morris, right, right. Uh, revealing that they were uh, pedophilic sexual predators. Which is one of the last uh, times we had you on was about that article. There. Yes, yeah. and actually there was a development yesterday that I broke that um, two of the people who said that George Morris raped them as teenagers have just sued him and the USEF uh, yesterday. Um, so, and, uh, also one of Jimmy Williams's victims is suing, uh, similar entities, but 
people asked me, you know, when you go to this dark place and you have to report on this challenging stuff, especially about a sport you love, I mean, why do it, right? Uh, you're, you're revealing it, its skeletons and its ugliness. Uh, George Morris was a hero of mine until I discovered what he's alleged to have done. And my response is, I do it to make the sport better. I do it because I love the sport. You know, when I uh, dig into a dark corner of this earth and expose its secrets as reporters do, it's because I want to shine light on it to make something beautiful grow there. You know what? The whole thing is, is speak for those who can't speak for themselves. And it boils down to that. And that's what you're doing with your journey. And that's what I try to do with mine too. Yeah, uh, whether it's animals who can't speak for themselves or or people victims, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. But when you go there, it does it does affect you, right? I mean, it, it ha- you're human, so it affects you. The stories of these women, in this case, for the nail salons, you know, it affects you. Um, are horses an out? Would you be able to overcome that as quickly if you didn't have horses in your life? Uh, yes, but I'll tell you what—they really did help me overcome uh, e- even more than than these challenging moments in my career. But yes, of course, okay. uh, uh, my um, my—I have a, uh, explore this in the book that I come from a, a pretty fractured family. Um, I have. Uh, uh, a blended family with uh, brothers who are much older and who really, I write the narrative of my life was being written before I was born. And so it was painful growing up having essentially no brothers uh, or brothers who declined to love me when I did in fact have brothers. And I found horses to heal me from that. Horses were the constant companions who would be there with me and listen to me and respond to me uh, no matter what. They they didn't have a story. Uh, they didn't care about my story. They just cared, like Monty says, that I was a safe place to be. And so my earliest memories of feeling loved and belonging were given to me by horses. I think I think we all feel that way. It's amazingly, you know, that's why we're all here. That's that's mm-hmm. the people that listen to this show. Um, mm-hmm. We all feel like the horses are our, our good, safe place. You know, mm-hmm. that's from the from this crazy world. I mean, from what you lived through with an attacker to 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 being able to turn that around and tell a story in a way that is just such a a beautiful way to. I mean, it helps people get through their own stuff, you know? Well, thank you. Um, that's my hope, you know, in, in making myself vulnerable, um, that it was, was for a purpose. When I had coronavirus that I contracted because I went the day the second case in New York State was announced straight to the epicenter of the disease and ultimately got sick very early on, uh, being right in the heart of it, I spent 24 days in my apartment. And when I finally could leave, I went straight to a barn in Queens owned by Gallup NYC, a therapeutic riding organization that I'm on the board of. And I just sat in the grass and stared at these animals like <laughs> the way a shipwrecked mm-hmm. person touches dried land. You know, that's what they, they do for us. And, and so, Glenn, to answer your question, they heal me daily. Yeah. I think I talked to you on day 23 of your isolation. Yeah, I was still locked in. <laughs> yeah, you yep. were still on your couch. Well, this is great. And the horse is, or the book is available now, right? Yes. Uh, horse Crazy uh, is available in all different formats. Um, I read the audio book and I read for eight hours straight oh, uh, wow. recording it. And I went, get it, horse. 
Come on. No laughs. H-O-A-R-S-E. That's funny. Uh, no, it'd be interesting to hear that in your own voice with your own words. I mean, yeah, it was a powerful experience. You know, one thing I want to make clear that while the thread that connects these stories in the book is me, the book is not exclusively about me. I traveled in the belly of a 747 importing Dutch warmbloods, working as their stewardess, (laughs) essentially, uh, to see how uh, that worked. I went to India and rode a rare Marwari horse and found a woman who's been smuggling their semen back to America and creating an illicit herd. I galloped with fox hunters road with the black cowboys i could go on and on but i'm the thread of the story but i am not the heart oh my gosh so, so you tell all those stories in there you as just well sold a lot yes. of books so I <laughs> sarah thank you as always we appreciate you coming on i hope you get power soon and that everything's restored back to normal up in the northeast Thank you so much, and and I really appreciate your show. And we'll put links to the book. Uh, it's on Amazon and every other place, uh, and we'll put links to that in our show notes as well. Thanks, Congratulations. Sarah. Hor- horse crazy. Buy one for your whole barn. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Thanks, girl. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. She's a fascinating woman and has covered some very interesting stories in her career for the New York Times. Uh, oh, my gosh. What an awesome... But, uh, yeah, that's... It's going to be a powerful <sighs> That's book. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, when I read that article, because I think Debbie, uh, Monty's daughter, shared it with me, Debbie of Horsemanship Radio, and I was in tears reading about, you know, what happened to her when the intruder came in and how you, I think it was, it, it was this part here. Um, let me find here. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. When she said she decided that she would survive by being the most helpful victim of time. I mean, you are, she said she was awake, fighting, squalling, kicking legs and fists as he descended onto me over and over again. I was screaming and my throat made no sound deep inside. I heard a truth and it was, this is not a fight. You can win. Find another way. I stopped fighting. I lay still. And then she said she her survival technique was to help him bind all of her things and get the AT. Anyway, it's a powerful article. I'll post it on Horses in the Morning. Um, but it it describes that, and that's interesting to hear for you. So I was like, what happens next? What happened? Like, how did you survive that? Like, I would drink myself to sleep every night <laughs> to be able, you know, like I'm taking Ambien and Benadryl, whatever you do to make yourself go to sleep, a bottle of wine. And I'd be, I, I mean, because I, I can't imagine having that fear living in that same place. She, um, she kind of underplayed post traumatic stress. Yeah. Underplayed COVID too. She got really sick. Um, she was, uh, she was on my live at five the, when I was doing the lives at five, when COVID first started, she mm-hmm. was one of my guests and she was just recovering at that point. That was three weeks after. So anyway, let's hear from Kentucky performance products. We got some really bad ads. We have some brand new prizes. We're going to announce today for really bad ads, $500 worth, Jamie. So a pile of prizes for this month. And you're going to want to hear all about that wow. right, right after this. Each week, you carefully plan out your horse's training schedule. You work with your trainer to fine-tune his flat work. You school through grids to perfect his jump and set up multiple courses to educate your eye. You enjoy long hacks to keep his mind fresh and body strong. Show day arrives. You take a deep breath as you enter the ring. We've got this, you whisper so only he can hear you. You move as one, sailing over each element in perfect harmony. The feeling you get when it all clicks. 
It's why we do what we do. This feeling is brought to you by Joint Armor. Joint Armor's complete formula provides your horse with the nutrients necessary to support healthy joints throughout his lifetime. Joint Armor maintains fluid motion and flexibility in hardworking joints. It supports normal cartilage development and reduces joint deterioration. Joint Armor provides high levels of both glucosamine and chondroitin, plus 100 milligrams of hyaluronic acid. Best of all, Joint Armor is affordable. One small jar lasts up to 75 days. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. And now our own Dr. Wendy Ying speaks with Roger from Greenflower Botanicals in a series we call CBD Oil 101. Today we're going to do CBD Oil 101. So Roger, what is CBD oil and how can it benefit us? Uh, First of all, CBD is a cannabinoid that we find in hemp as well as in marijuana plants. And so hemp and marijuana are kind of sister plants. And we extract that out of the hemp plant, and it is one of about a 100 different cannabinoids that are found in these plants. And each of these cannabinoids have some type of medicinal benefit. CBD especially carries just a tremendous amount of medicinal benefit. If you're familiar with the medical marijuana movement, CBD is actually the cannabinoid that's responsible for most of the medicinal benefit coming out of the, the medical marijuana movement. But the difference is it, unlike THC, which is a, probably the most famous cannabinoid people are familiar with, uh, it does not get you high. It has no intoxicating properties to it. And because we're able to extract it out of hemp, it's federally legal and and legal in all states. And what kind of conditions can we use CBD oil for in both people and animals? Well, CBD actually can be used for a host of things. Some of the most popular ones are anxiety, it's an anti-inflammatory, it's an analgesic, so it's wonderful for uh, combating pain. It is antioxidant, uh, and it's also good for nausea and things of that, so very soothing to the stomach. But again, probably the lion's share of people that are purchasing it are coming at it for to relieve pain or anxiety in their horses or their animals. For for dogs, it's wonderful for separation anxiety or they get upset with storms, um, joint uh, issues, stomach issues, um, things like that. For, for horses, a lot of people are using it for arena anxiety and helping the animal learn more. So there's really so much um, that CBD oil can do. Well, we're going to continue this conversation about CBD oil in weeks to come. So, Roger, how can people find Greenflower and your products? Uh, Very easy. Uh, You can go right to the website, which is greenflowerbotanicals.com. All of our products are there, and also we have a special coupon code for our HRN listeners. So once you're at checkout and you see the area for the coupon, just put in HRN, and uh, that'll give you 20% off any of our products. If you show your horses, please check with your federation on the legal use of CBD oil. And we're back, and it is time for some of these. Pay it, I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, 
he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It is time for some really bad ads. That time of the week when listeners submit ads either from Craigslist or Facebook or someplace, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. And it is sponsored by Horselovers.com. We give away prizes every month, so everybody that submits during the month uh, gets their name put in a hat. And at the end of the month, we pick in the hat, and we pull out prize winners. And if you submit your own ad, you read it yourself, like kind of like Sarah did her book, and send it to us in the form of an audio <laughs> file or voicemail, we give you double Don't make it eight hours. Yeah, don't, don't make, make it eight, eight hours. hours. No, we don't like eight hours. Uh, so you want to tell us about the first prize we have up this month? First up is the Rambo Protector. It's specifically designed to offer superior protections from both flies and sunlight made from unique patented and durable self-repairing fabric. This rug offers UV protection and is designed to last many seasons. With 65% UV protection, this sheet also provides needed sun protection during this hot summer. A oh my God, $180 value. What, this thing's ridiculous. What is self-repairing fabric? That's I don't cool. know, but it sounds like <laughs> nanotechnology that Tony Stark figured out. Exactly, exactly. So you can get your Iron Man Rambo protector for your horse. And of course, horselovers.com sells all of these different things as well. An Ovation Bridal is the second one. Of course, Ovation, one of our sponsors. Next is an Ovation Fancy Stitched Raised Padded Bridal with reins. Fine supple leather with tight, even stitching. A monocrown design alleviates pole pressure. Finished with beeswax for suppleness, but will still take oil. It's valued at $125. And if you oh see... Oh, God, I need a new bridle. I know. Well, you, and their bri- bridles are really, really nice. You know, we used to get, on occasion, when we had our tack shop, you'd get the box in that smelled like camel piss. Uh, that is not the case with Ovation That's bad bridles. leather. That's really bad leather. <laughs> it was awful. And we'd ship them back. And what's the third one there, Jamie? It's the Perry's Shipping Halter. It's the Perry's Sheepskin Shipping Halter. Perry's... She- keep saying that. Sheepskin shipping halter is completely covered with stitched on fleecy natural sheepskin for your horse's complete comfort. Adding to the luxuriousness of this halter, the sheepskin boasts soft hand rubbed edges expertly crafted in America using top quality premium leather, stainless steel hardware, each cut stitch and finishing touches completed by the hands of a small number of local Amish leather workers to make this plush halter even better. They incorporated a double buckle crown and a convenient snap at the throat a $200 value. That's a $200 halter. <laughs> but it's uh, it's made in the United States. And actually, they're based in Lancaster County. So when they say Amish made, they mean in the heart of... Like, uh, I'm no, like, math genius, but this is, like, $500 worth of prizes. Thank you to Horselovers.com and all the other sponsors for making that happen. Oh, I want the Rambo sheet. I want the bridle. God, this is I awesome. I think there's still a coupon code for Horselovers. I'm not exactly sure what it's for, but try HRN if you, if you buy something at Horselovers and see what happens. It might be a special surprise for you. 
I'll try. I'll test that out, Glenn. <laughs> I'm sure you will. You have a new I'll horse try. to buy for. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. And I've never had a. I haven't had a gray since I was like a. Tiny, oh, you need all new tech. Oh my all God, new tech. All, all new stuff. black He's tech gray. for you. <laughs> because all I have is like white stuff. Because I like white boots. Now I need black boots. Oh my God. And maybe like purple saddle pads. Oh. Should we let Tara lead the way today? Let's do it. Tara from Texas. This is a bad ad from Craigslist and DFW. And the title is So Broke and Trained Purebred Arabian Mare. Ravishing. <laughs> Available. <laughs> Legacy. Ravishing. Purebred country English dot dot or English pleasure dot dot. She is eight years old and again dot dot. Bred, birthed, raised, and trained by me dot dot. I am so tired of mentally fried young horses. I am done with this method of training. So I have raised mine to be sane and safe dot dot. They begin training at day one dot dot. They are haltered as newborns and lead to pastures dot dot. They learn to load and clip and bathe (laughs) as weanlings dot dot. I have one of the best cowboys ever dot dot. Work with them as yearlings dot dot. They're worked with dot dot with ropes, tarps, and they get completely used to things being on them and around them, dot, dot. When they're 18 months, they long line, dot, dot, and they can handle this, dot, dot. (laughs) Mentally strong horses, dot, dot. This is what I want, dot, dot. Physically sound horses, dot, dot. No stress, dot, dot. No push, dot, dot. Just learn to be a confident good citizen, dot, dot. When they're about three (laughs) years old, dot, dot, they are ridden, dot, dot, but they are so ready for it, dot, dot, again, dot, dot, handled and worked with all their lives, dot, dot, ravishing is a sweetheart, nothing about her is stressed, dot, dot, she is built to do what she does, dot, dot, she is the coolest, forward, and confident young filly ever, please pardon my kind cowboy that is riding her, dot, dot, he's not a country rider, dot, dot, but he sure gets the idea and shows her that it's all good in the big world with no arenas. She is happy and it shows. Again, natural movement, dot, dot, no hind shoes yet, dot, dot, front plates only. She is a fancy dancer, Dallas, Texas area, dot, dot, we will sell them, dot, dot, call slash text. Major herd, H-E-A-R-D, reduction in progress now, Dallas, Texas. And it's a picture of a fairly lovely Arabian mare being ridden. Dot, dot. And then there's some <laughs> other random pictures that I guess are of her showing maybe, but they kind of look dot. different colors. Dot, dot. I just thought this was an interesting ad. Bye. Dot, dot. dot. <laughs> <laughs> that was exhausting. I oh was so confused about whether this lady was selling a horse or she was selling her training. I, I don't know. I don't... Is she like... I was so, t- so it took me a while to realize the horse's name was ravishing. Me too. I thought the horse was just ravishing. <laughs> oh, so ravishing, which is not a word you describe usually with horses. And yeah, oh, she, she talks about, I'm so tired of fried horses. Uh, you frying them. Yeah. <laughs> You're wearing you me start, out. Just listen to the They start training the day they're born. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, well, read the next one. Dot, That's from dot. Beth. Uh, Beth sent this one in. Eight. Year-old gated gelding, one thousand dollars in Kosha Kusa Sako. 
Japan, maybe? I don't know. Um, Eight-year-old 4.2-hand gated gelding for sale. I didn't know they made minis gated. He was well-mannered horse. He has a good gait, and he does not give any problems getting shoeed. Call Larry. Well, Larry. <laughs> Hi, Larry. <laughs> Larry, a 4.2-hand horse is pretty small. I got to say, Larry. I'm I'm doing my hands right now, and that barely comes to the top of the computer monitor. So, I'm I'm just saying it's, it's pretty small. It's the size of the pony I went to see on Wednesday. Four point two hands. Four point two hands. <laughs> and I didn't, really didn't know they made minis with that short of legs gated. How would you tell, by the way, that they were gated when they're that short? It'd be hard to Amazing. tell. Amazing. Amazing. Has good gait. G A T E. For those um, that can't figure that out, that's thirteen and a half hands. By the way. Yeah. I mean, 13 and a half inches is what I meant to say. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, now I'm just confused. <laughs> <laughs> 13 inches. Well, By the way, I really want a 13 inch horse that's gated to run them out of my office. If, I want to call Larry right now, <laughs> is what I want to do. Oh my He's God. Japan, what apparently. is this next one? Holy Mary. <laughs> Uh, how long we've we been doing bad ads? 10 years. Kimberly, you win a prize for getting us something that I've, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I've never seen this ever. And, and we've and never sold ad. one of these before. Um, no, and I'm, it's very, very disturbing picture. Okay. <laughs> it really um, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a camel for sale. It's a camel and it's wearing some sort of S and M harness type thing. And there is a guy in overalls, uh, country boy standing behind the camel. And what looks like Bono, uh, the lead singer like Bono. Too, is holding <laughs> the camel by the halter. It's giant. It has, the camel has a pink wig on. Or I don't they know dye why his that hair is. Pink? Uh, yeah. So here's the ad. <laughs> And uh, you see this and you're like, that clearly cannot be a real thing. Uh, the ad says camel for sale professional with saddle harness and chariot. What? Not for everyone. Please <laughs> do not contact without doing research about camels. <laughs> this is the coolest 16 year old female Calls only and leave a message. Now, I, hold, let me reread that because I want to give you the actual. It is. It's I, pulling I, I, a chariot. <laughs> yeah, there's some pictures down below. It's it came, but I'm, I'm going to read it as um, it's actually written here. Camel, camel emoji for sale. Okay, emoji. Guy wearing sunglasses emoji. Okay emoji. Professional with saddle, harness, and chariot. Not for everyone. Please do not contact without doing research about camels. This is the coolest heart emoji. 16-year-old female calls only and leave a message. Prayers emoji. Heart emoji. Prayers emoji. <laughs> and does Bono look like the kind of guy that would be doing emojis in the ad, by the way? Bono does not is not the kind of man that would hold a for sale camel. <laughs> Ever he's too and cool Bubba behind that. the camel is definitely not doing emojis in the ad. My guess is I a mean, wife the wrote this. Fact yeah. that Bubba and Bono are like pictured together, it's, it's like kind of odd. Just not. It's like you With would the only camel see wearing this. wearing uh, you know leather you would find in one of the lingerie shops. Yeah. It's like if an overweight Jason Aldean and you two were both up for a Grammy, they'd be together. But that was it. That's the only time you'd see them together, aside from this picture of them. With a camel in between them. All right. Well, while I'm doing the next ad, can you look up how old camels get? Because this is 16 yes, years I old. Yes, I looked it I, up. Yo, I looked it okay, up. Okay, good. 
All right, because because as soon as I saw that, I'm like, lifespan of camels. The lifespan of a camel, Glenn, is forty to fifty years. Oh my god, you're gonna have this thing a while. You better do your I was research. Thinking a teenage camel. I'm like, are we gonna start injecting yeah. joints here? Like, what's gonna happen? No, no. it's a full grown adult dromedary it's like camel. Like a baby. So it can, looks like a teenager. It's like a teenager can um, run up to 25 miles an hour and live for 40 to 50 years. <laughs> so this is a commitment, people. If you're buying this camel, <laughs> you're committing. <laughs> Casey sent the next one in. It's much simpler than the camel ad. Uh, this one is a box of old horseshoes for $35. That's right. That's what it says. 50 or more, not in the best condition. And I can verify that. It's a crate full of uh, old dead horseshoes. And on the top, they have one of the horseshoes you use for playing the game of horseshoes. It's one of the throwing horseshoes. <laughs> it's a hodgepodge of horseshoes. <laughs> yeah. There's, do you see the big one? It must be for a draft horse because it's huge on top. A, yeah. Uh, That's it. Just a box. Garbage. Who buys a box of horseshoes for $35? An artist, maybe? Somebody who's like Etsy and they're like, we're going to, you know what? You could probably go buy nicer, brand new ones for cheaper than getting an entire box <laughs> of old rusted ones that you have to That's like true. clean up. But they're not artistic. Andrew sent this one in. Hi, guys. This is Andrew from West Virginia Hi, calling Hi, in Andrew. with a really bad ad. This ad is from a Facebook page, West Virginia Horse and Tack. The ad reads, Meet Tater, 15-year-old <laughs> non-gated quarter horse sorrel gelding. Stands about 15'1". If you're looking for some speed, he's your guy. However, if you're looking for gentle, he is your guy. More woe than go. He is sweet, easy on the ground, stands to tack up, stands to mount, walks off, goes where you won't point him, loves trail rides and kids. Located in Charlestown, West Virginia. PM me for more info. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I'm really glad that they clarified that the quarter horse was not gated. I know. I thought that that That's was helpful. funny in the beginning. It's because like, <laughs> apparently everybody in West Virginia is looking for gated horses, and they got that question a hundred times. So they just I know, right, uh, Andrew? <laughs> let me let me let me talk to Andrew for a second. Yeah. Andrew, you live where? West Virginia, and that's the best you can do oh, with an accent. We picked on, on him about Christmas? that the last time, and he commented on on Facebook about that. We picked. Did on he? Him. Yeah, well, yeah. Andrew, I'm still looking for more. <laughs> I feel like you can do more than what you're doing. He tried, especially it was a little bit in there. <laughs> I think he tried, but he should be better at that, considering he lives in West Virginia. Like all you need to do is walk outside and listen to people, and then you'll get to pick it up real quick. And that would be right. the only non-gated horse in West Virginia, right there. <laughs> How are you going to get up and down them hills, Glenn? Oh, my God. The next one's a first, too. We've never had this. Wow. This is the ad. Yeah. It's a purple two-horse trailer. Decent <laughs> tires, new lights. It's purple, and it hauls horses. <laughs> That's it. It's not a scam. I'm real, dude. LOL. Scammers, I am well-seasoned on the Craigs, so don't try your junk or risk being cussed out. Oh, <laughs> don't cuss me out. I'll be the worst. Hey, so it's a it's a it's a purple trailer. It's like spray painted purple, except for the wood paneling, the plywood paneling on the, the sides <laughs> and the rust. Yeah. Um, do you notice what's next to it though? Is like a flatbed trailer that they've spray painted 
baby blue. <laughs> they really like their Easter colors at this farm. <laughs> it, it's called Easter Farms. That's where you can find it. Um, Chelsea, thank you for sending that one in again. A first. I mean, it's like a day of firsts. This is awesome. We'll post that in the auto. I'll post that in the auto room after the show because uh, that's where we post those. Brooklyn sent the following one in. It's a quarter horse gelding. Not gated. Oh, no, I added that. Uh, seven <laughs> days ago in Jackson, Tennessee. Beautiful Dungeldon, nine-year-old quarter horse, possibly with Mustang. What? Let me repeat that. <sighs> Beautiful Dungeldon, nine-year-old quarter horse, slash possibly with Mustang. 14HH. Stands good for the farrier. Recent negative coffins. <laughs> coffins. Yeah, negative coffins. Coffins. Not for beginner. In Parks Crossroads, $1,200, best offer. Nine-year-old quarter horse slash possibly with Mustang. Is it it pregnant with a Mustang? Is it mixed with Mustang? What's the Mustang doing? I don't get it. Is it just like you're like, man, this quarter horse is nice, but he's a little bit, uh, he's a little wild. So what we think is he's (laughs) probably got some Mustang Mustang in him. him. (laughs) That makes him wild, you know. He's a little too 14 hand. He's a little one. $1,200, the right price for a Mustang quarter horse. All right. The next one comes from Megan. He's not dead and in the coffin, by the way. He's not in. He's he's not dead. As up to date coffins. Negative. (laughs) Um, Megan sent the next one in, and this is from a Facebook page called Only Horses Ohio. Okay. Short and sweet. What? Looking. it's It's a question mark. So looking for a. Barley and pools horse. <laughs> oh my God! Learn how to spell a barley and pools horse. I'm really, really looking for something that I can do barley and pools with. So <laughs> if you can help me, that'd be like great because I totally need to like get out there and just like okay, but you know, ride helmet. Barley is supposed to be barrel, barley. but what's pools? Poles. Oh, poles. Barrels and poles. I got it. I didn't even I'm get that. I'm going to do B-A-R-R-L-E and pools. P-E-O-O-L-S. I'd like to do some barrel It's pretty bad when you have six words in a sentence and most of them are spelled wrong. <laughs> Claire. And it, it, it's not even, there's a question mark at the end, but it's like looking for a barley and pools horse. Space, 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 question mark. <laughs> so really they had a hard time. Uh, Claire sent the next one in and uh, it's a horse for sale in Fort Worth, Texas for $3,000. Now it's probably a quarter horse. Um, I'll read the ads. (laughs) (laughs) Seven year. (laughs) (laughs) We're punchy now. Oh my God. It's a seven year old. Listen carefully to this description. People see if you pick up the nuance here. (laughs) It's a seven-year-old quarter horse stallion for sale. He is castrated, asking for $3,000 of best offer. <laughs> did, it, did you guys get that? Do we have to read it again? Yeah, he's a did quarter that? horse stallion, but he's castrated. So. Yeah. So, um, Cause stallion he, sounds more expensive. I think like that's I'm what no people doctor, think. I'm no doctor, but I feel like I should call them and just be like, mm, by the way, he does he have testicles? Because if he does, that means he's a stallion. If he doesn't, he's a, a, what we call a gelding. Um, 
Yeah, that's a thing. And by the way, the picture is of the stallion slash gelding uh, slash castrated with two children in a Western saddle that are about the age of one without helmets and no handler. So what's really, really crazy about it is when I looked at the picture, it looked like headless children because they've blacked out the faces. faces. And it just it looks like some sort of like murder photo. Like. <laughs> These are the next ones to go. <laughs> Seems Bailey's- like the South is taking a beating today, to be honest. This is Texas and Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple of Dallas yeah. ones today. Y'all yeah, and Tennessee and West again. Virginia. Oh, <laughs> uh, here's a second one for Ohio. So we're good. Um, three-year-old QH, $3,000 in Hammondsville, Ohio. Bailey sent this one in. Three-year-old QH started on roping. Dot no space dot dot stocky 15 hds gruya dot 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 current on coggins and shots space space dot 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 good with traffic dot 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 no space excellent trail horse dot 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 no space has been rode a lot space dot dot no bad habits dot 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 no space loads easily on the trailer dot 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 her only down call is because she is young if you don't ride her for two weeks or more she don't want caught dot 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 space 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 she'll come right up to you but as soon as you try to put the halter on she will walk away dot 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 cash on pickup asking three thousand i don't even know what i just read like this. and i noticed how this really did sound like an ad that should have been out of georgia and you started going into your southern accent well when you say she don't want caught, I know. It's just, there's no way you can say that like with a yankee accent no, no. okay no you can't Wait, am i gonna get in trouble for saying yankee is that an offensive word nowadays <laughs> i don't know i'll find I out don't know. We'll, we'll find out <laughs> i'm gonna sk- we're gonna skip to the end because we're running out of time but angie sent this one in and i wanted to end on this because talk about accents i'm just gonna i'm just gonna daydream now listen hi it's angie from the sunshine coast in queensland australia which is ironic because it's been raining for the past week but i've got a really bad ad for a horse float or you'd probably call it a trailer the title is ugly but great personality Brisbane City. Two-horse straight load, car a car, horse float, removable removable divider, and chest bars. $3,000 or nearest offer. Registered till February 2020. Never get lost among the horse event crowd again. Stands out to make up for all those boring bay horses like mine. Look, it's super ugly, but she's an honest, old, reliable gal. Been used regularly since the Jurassic era. (laughs) Hardwood floors redone about five years ago. Tailgate heavy as hell. Needs spring replacing. So free tickets included to the future gun show. Structurally sound besides needing new tyres. There's a few small things I haven't uh, been able to get around to doing to zhuzh it up a bit, but I haven't even brushed my own hair this month. So if you're a bee stick better at life than I am, or you have a handy human around that could help you out, you could have it like mutton dressed as lamb in no time. I've upgraded to a new float, but if it doesn't sell, I will gradually continue working on it. She's an old darling and deserves a love. Standard size, comfortably fits a 16-hand high uh, thoroughbred. Now, it's a white float that's had, like, yellow and black stripes. Looks like hand-painted because the stripes aren't straight. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, she's ugly. But she sold, so I did well. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that was such an Australian ad. The whole thing was such an Australian ad. I I, th- I don't think I don't think they make Australians who aren't funny. <laughs> it's true. It is true. And I could listen to her talk. Her accent's much better than any of yours, by the way. I'm just you saying. don't you don't just like her accent. You like her sweet voice. I just too. the whole thing. You can send a hundred ads a week, and I will give you extra entries into the drawing, which you can't win any of the prizes anyway because you're in Australia. I'll send you something. <sighs> Anyway, what are you? I don't want to know what you're going to send her. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Move on. Thanks for so some great sorry ads today. That he's like, and she had the most southern ad. Energy. She had a really southern ad in Australia, uh, where apparently they have bad horse trailers too. So thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Thank you for sending in the ads. And also a big thank you to Kentucky Performance Products, to Greenflower Botanicals, and also to Horselovers.com for finding all these great prizes, which you all have a chance of winning. If you want to send your ad in, send it in to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. If you didn't hear your name, it doesn't mean you're not entered. It means we didn't get to you. Linda, Laura, Melissa, Karen, and Rachel uh, this month. So uh, we couldn't get yours in but uh we do enter you even if you're not uh heard on the show well you have a busy weekend trying to figure out how to get a horse from kentucky i know i'm trying and i've I've got uh, in the post show for auditors i'm going to tell you about something incredibly traumatic that happened to me and uh y'all can have fun we'll be around Become an auditor, go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right side of the page, you'll see a little auditor banner. Have a good weekend, everybody. Hope you get your power back. Banner to go! Woo! It's crazy how many of my Facebook friends are still without power, and they're not used to that because they're, they're all upset. And I'm like, well, that's what happens after a hurricane here in Florida. You're without power for a week. Yeah. It ain't exactly. fun, though, let me tell you. We have a hookup for a generator just in case, too, so we need to actually probably get a generator. Yeah, we just bought a generator. It won't do the whole house, but at least keep the fridge going and some fans and stuff. We charge the phone. We don't have to do what Sarah did. So uh, what happened to you yesterday? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was (laughs) awful. It was awful, awful, awful. So I've got a bunch of girls here. We're all riding, and we get done, and we're starting to muck stalls. And I was like, hey. Let me run up to the local general store. There's a general store right the road. I'm in Oklahoma. It's country. It's a general store. You buy like worms and Does it look iced like tea. a general store that's been around since like the 1800s? No, this is okay. like uh, somebody's like, you know, let's put some s- potato chips in here and okay. put a gas pump. It's, it's the place where I go to get gas where you actually pay after you pump. What? It's Yeah. Yeah. There's one of those left and it's in yeah, Oklahoma. It's the last one in the entire world. You actually, and I'm always like, oh God, don't forget. Please don't forget. Please don't forget. Because you're so used to swiping. I wonder how many people do that. Anyway, so I'm on the way to the general store and I'm driving down the road and I see an animal in the road and it's black and white. And I was like, oh, skunk, this is going to suck. You know, you have to drive over a dead skunk. Your car stinks. And I'm like, start slowing down. Oh, shit. It's a fucking kitten in the middle of the road. Which means you have to stop. Which, of course, I have to stop. It's a fucking kitten. And I get out of the car, and the kitten has been hit by a fucking car. <sighs> like, shit. So I look, I look at the kitten. I'm like, like are you going to, like, kick it, like, right now? Like, what's happening? I'm like, well, I didn't know it was hit first. Like, I look out my window. I'm like, kitty, kitty. And it turns and looks at me, and it's like oh, no. blood coming oh, out of its no. mouth. It's like, meow. 
I'm like, oh shit, by <laughs> car. Oh, what do I do? And mind you, I am I have like a stomach of steel when it comes to horses. But cats, that's the only time as a vet tech I passed out was, was <laughs> cats. Three times with cats. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Like, I'm getting lightheaded looking at this. But I was like, it's poor cat. I can't leave it in the middle of the road. It's not like dying. It's dying. Well, it's kind of dying. But, like, it's not dead. And I can't just, like, let the next person run over it. So, <laughs> shit. I have one of Chad's. Don't tell him I told you this. I have one of his sweatshirts are in my car. So <laughs> <laughs> I go get his sweatshirt. I'm like. Okay, okay, kitty, and I'm in like boots and breeches and, and like uh, my riding shirt. You Traffic's know, and, now and, backing up. <laughs> no, there's no traffic. I'm in the middle. Of no, there's nobody to help, Glenn. And I'm looking at uh, the like three or four houses that are around. They're all locked gates. I like went up to them. I'm I laid on the horn trying to honk, get somebody to come out, come get your damn cats. Been hit by a car. Take this vet. Wow. So I wrapped the cat up in a sweatshirt, and it's like. Meow. And, and like breaking my heart with every meow. Right. And I get the cat and it's like coughing and like blood splattering out of its mouth. And I'm just like, Oh God, I've got this cat. And so I put it in my lap, but I drive a fucking stick shift, Glenn. I'm trying to hold the cat and drive and steer. And you can't do that. So what is the cat? Do? I'm trying and it jumps down and he jumps onto my floorboard <laughs> and, uh, and I'm driving six. I have three pedals. I'm kind of busy down there. And I go to grab the cat and it, shits all over me because <laughs> i have to grab the cat without i'm sorry the it's not funny but it's funny it shits all over me and blood it splatters all over my riding pants all over my shirt i'm like jesus christ what do i do with this cat what do i do what do i do what do i do and i'm like oh my god what do i do what do i do what do i do okay okay and so i'm i'm like fuck the tea and we get in the car and we go back to the house and i'm like abby rebecca i need your help i need your help i need your help they're like did you spill the tea i'm like it's a cat it's bleeding. It's dying. What do I do? What do I do? And they're like, "Oh my god, I'm taking the vet. You should go right now." And I'm like, "So no help here is what I'm gathering." Okay, so I'm like, fine. Abby wraps the thing up in the sweatshirt, ties it up, puts it on the other floorboard. I get to my vet. And I'm like, I've got to call like on the way there. I've got this cat it's, like dying. I don't know what to do. I'm pretty sure it just needs to be euthanized and like put to like, put out of its misery because it's a mess. So I call the vet and I'm like, hi, I'm on my way Jennings. I'm on my way with the cat. I just found a guy in a car. I think it just needs to be euthanized, but it's still alive. And it's like suffering. She's like, oh, we don't have any vets here until after lunch. <laughs> what? Well, then I'll be dropping the cat at your door. Okay. <laughs> okay, what do I do? She's like up the street, like less than a mile away is a cat vet. And I'm like, oh my God, they got. So I hung up with her and I called the cat vet. I'm like, oh my God, I'm on my way to this cat. I'm hitting my car. I'm on my way. It just needs to be put down. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> what? We we can't we can't do that. If you're not the owner, we can't use an It's a cat. And I'm like, but it's been hit my car and it's suffering. I don't know what to do. She's like, you have to take it to the animal control. I'm like, where's that? About 20 minutes away. I'm like, yeah, this cat is bleeding and shitting in my car. I just need to get it to the fucking vet. Oh, my God. So I've got this cat. And there's a place, literally Alameda Animal Hospital. God love them. I call them. And I'm at the cat vet who won't open the door because everybody's doors is locked because of the coronavirus. So I walk across the street, Alameda Animal Hospital. It's all, and I call them. I'm like, oh my God, I have this cat. It's been hit by a car. It's bleeding all over my car. I don't know what to do. I need help. 
she's like, I'm sorry, we can't do. And as she's telling me <laughs> no, I start going. <laughs> banging on their door. And she's like, I'm sorry, we can't. I'm like, I am at your door <laughs> and I have a cat who is bleeding and needs to be put to sleep. We can't do that, ma'am. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, we just can't. So guess what happened? They opened the door. <laughs> Apparently this for 10 solid minutes starts to irritate the receptionist. <laughs> so they come out and they, they pay, they're like, okay, let us see the cat. And so I'm like, thank you. You're my hero. Oh my God. You're the best. I'm, I'm super pissed. But I'm also like, just pissed. thank God. <laughs> yeah, they opened the door. <laughs> she comes around. She looks at the cat. She's like, oh my God, it's a kitten. I'm like, I've been telling you that. It's <laughs> a kitten. Well, she's like, okay, I've got the doctor inside. Nobody will let me in. And she's like, here, before we take the cat out of your car, you need to fill out this paperwork because you're going to have to pay to have it euthanized. And I'm like, fine, I don't care. I'll pay. Was it $3? I mean, blue juice? Like, I don't know. What, whatever. Just please help this cat. Get it out of its misery. So I get the cat. Uh, I get the paperwork. And it's like, what's your pet's name? <laughs> Are you kidding? Road kitty. Road. Uh, what do they Stray. call that? <laughs> yeah. What's its breed? Stray. <laughs> what's it like? What would you say? Feral. I don't know. The first like, thing I thought of was uh, that the what's the breed is roadkill, but that was that's kind of over the top. Kind of harsh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And then, like they're like, is it a male or female? I don't know. It's fairly just get. I'll just sign the bottom, and then they give me another form. Another. I filled out six forms on a stray cat before they would even pick it up out of my car. So she got six forms for me and I have to fill it a, 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 like to euthanize uh, like as my animal. I'm surrendering it to be euthanized. So they take the cat in and they go in with the cat and they're like, we'll be right back to get the paperwork and the payment. And they just take the cat and go. And I'm at a crossroads, good. Do you leave? <laughs> I'm at a crossroads. <laughs> I've got all the paperwork in my hand. Oh, you haven't they, handed the paperwork in yet. No, they don't <laughs> Do know. Do they have a license plate on the front of your cars? <laughs> nope. <laughs> they don't know who I am. They've taken the dying animal, and I haven't made any payments yet. Oh, God. Uh, what I got to tell you, that would be a dilemma for me, too. I've got to be honest. And I was like, God. I leave now. I'm gonna have to duck every time I drive by this place, and it's like super. Like I Were drive you your down great this big road truck all the time. I was in a Beetle convertible. Oh, that's even more recognizable. So happy, right? <laughs> There's a lot of trucks. And I was like, I just like I can't do it. I gotta wait. So I sit out there for like five minutes, and I'm glad I waited because she came back out. She's like, "Here's the deal. It's a have his happy ending." She's like. So, I mean, I guess a happy ending, not for the cat, but she's like, I think the cat, our vet doesn't think that the blood is coming from the lungs. She thinks the cat has a broken jaw and a broken leg. And we can call the animal response unit an animal control and they will come and get the cat and fix it. And then either find its owners or put it up for adoption. I'm like, where's that thing been my whole life? Why didn't I know about that? <laughs> Apparently you can call them and they'll even come and get the animal. I didn't know about that. Norman, your, your game is strong in the stray animal department. I got to tell you that. Congratulations. <laughs> One thing you've got going. Um, so uh, that is what happened. So you didn't have to pay cat. anything. 
Not a dime, Glenn. Except for the dry I mean, cleaning bill of your car pay. and the <laughs> I had to um yes. So shampoo. There's a lot of poop cat poop on my car seats, like uh, and the seats can just like pool of blood and then So it the really bottom. is gonna cost you about two hundred dollars to have your car detailed. <laughs> I need, I need a major detail and I'm taking it in this afternoon. <laughs> I, I did the best I could. Oh, oh but and then I'm like, Hey, um, so there's like a lot of blood and like poop in my car. Can I get like some paper towels and maybe like a little spritz of disinfectant? And she's like, I'll be right back. I gotcha. Comes out Glenn. Oh my God. With one paper towel. <laughs> what? <laughs> And she like what, but one of those like have paper towels. Are they scarce now? Is that still, are they still scarce? (laughs) I'm sorry. This is like, we're running low and this is all I can give you. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God. Are you kidding me right now? Gives me a half of a paper towel. And I was like, (laughs) see what I did. I walked over to my car and I picked up, the pile of cat shit that was on my floorboard. I wrapped it up in the paper towel and I handed it back to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she took it. <laughs> she took it. And I said, have a good day. Thanks. And I peeled out of there like Bo Duke running from, you know, Boss Hog. Okay. Like I was Audi. Audi 5000. Didn't look good. Now back. be honest. Be honest with me. The next kitty you see on the road, what are you going to do? Oh, Jesus. I, ta- I, I, I told Chad a very, very <laughs> By the way, did, but before you answer that, let's be in suspense for that answer. Did he, did he get his sweatshirt back or did you leave it at the... <laughs> They were like, would you like your sweatshirt back? And I was like, burn no. it. No. Burn it. But use it as wash and use a dog bed. I'm like, I no, we don't need that back. Ever. I didn't ever. Think so. I don't even want to ever think about that sweatshirt, sweatshirt ever again. <laughs> it was his <sighs> favorite Air Force one, too. It probably had his uh, rank on it. It probably had the stripes. No, it wasn't that bad. I wouldn't use it. Yeah, yeah but no. Um, so all I kept thinking, I was like, oh, thank God Chad's not in the car. <laughs> oh, thank God Chad's not in the car. And then I was like, I had to tell him about the cat, but I was like, gave him a very watered-down version. Like, if he knew a cat was, like, shitting and bleeding in my new car, he would lose his mind. Oh, my God. So I just said, I found this cat. I had to work really hard to find a veterinarian to take it, and the next time this happens, we can just call this number, and they'll come and get oh, it. And he, he was like, so happy you didn't keep the cat. Oh God! Because well, the start I started the story like I found a kitten. Yeah. He's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." But anyway, I, t- I kind of told him a very, very vanilla version of the story, and he's okay now. <laughs> but I didn't tell him. I mean, like, like Abby was like, "You did good telling him that story, Jamie. That was really, really very smart of you." <laughs> And she's, she's like, I was going to tell them about it, but it's not my story to tell. It's your story to tell. <laughs> Abby's <laughs> a like, smart 18-year-old. She's been around you a long time. <laughs> she's ridiculously cool, man. I mean, she's like, she's got it. She's got it. And she leaves me on Sunday, and I'm crying. All right. So I, I go back to my question. We'll end the show on this. By the way, there will be a best of on Monday because I have to go do my colonoscopy. But we'll end the show play on this. this. On Monday, just beep out all the cuss words. Sorry, I cussed way too much. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I've already marked it as not safe for work. Um, so... Uh, Tell me, will you stop the next time or are you going to just drive by? Dude, I i mean, you have to stop. If it's I'm still alive and moving, you have to stop. Like, and that's a dilemma that I think all of us face is like, I don't want to see what is 
I'm going to see. But if I can help, you can help. Again, the whole like life goal. And I, I reminded myself of this yesterday, which is speak for those who can't speak for themselves. It can't flag down somebody and go, hey, I'm just a little hurt here. It did. Here. It flagged you down. <laughs> it, did. it did. But like in a different language. In a little flag. So, it held a little flag up that said, Jamie. <laughs> if I have a legacy at all, it's that she, you know, she breaks for dying animals. My bro- And Lucas goes, Mama, you're so nice to animals. And I was like, oh, thanks, That's on buddy. your tombstone. Mama yeah. was nice to animals. Mama That's was what... nice to animals. Speak for those who can't speak for yourselves. So you themselves. So. Good. You did your good duty for the day and your $40,000 car paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was that much. Puppies well loved, well used before I got it. But still, it's new to me. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's full on broken in now. <laughs> Do we have any cat uh, dying songs you can sing out? I don't know of any. Uh, oh my god, play that barn cat song and I'll leave. I'll be out of <laughs> I probably have it here somewhere, but I don't know where. Again, I'm putting my headphones on. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> I don't have the barn cat song. How is that? All right, we'll play this out. How about this? <laughs>